Welcome to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to the Female Insight Zone. This is Mary Beth Kosmeski. Today I'm interviewing Eloise Boone, and she is the founder and CEO of Handwriting IO and Scribble Chat. She has done many exciting and amazing things in her career. Um, she started by specializing in art and design for global brands like Martha Stewart Omnimedia, Christie's, the Peggy Guggenheim Collection in Venice, Italy, the White Cube Gallery. She even had a Harvard Business School case study about her. So I am so excited to have her on the show today. Welcome, Eloise. Thank you. Hi there. So tell me, what is Handwriting IO and Scribble Chat? So Handwriting IO is a uh, API technology. So what does that mean? Um, I developed some handwriting replication software. And uh, with that technology, we now power some of the brands like uh, Xerox, uh, Hallmark, and 1-800-Flowers. So an example would be whenever you send a gift through 1-800-Flowers and you want to personalize one of the greeting cards or the notes that go with the gift, that's all powered using our handwriting technology. Uh, so really, we're sort of the technology behind the scenes for a lot of brands. So how did you get started and want to do something like this? What was the impetus of this? So after I got married, I had all of those wedding thank you notes to write. And I it was really halfway through that experience sitting at my dining room table that I was like, there's got to be a better way. What if I could take my handwriting and digitize it? And then there would be an app where I could send all of my thank you notes and somebody would print and mail them all for me. So that's really what you know, what we built is this handwriting replication software. So we have a huge database of digital handwritings that now corporations license. So, you know, I didn't end up building the the wedding thank you note app, but instead uh, we actually launched an app that allows you to text message in handwriting. And so that is called Scribble Chat, which you can download in the iTunes store. So we've, you know, it started off, you know, it, there are many companies that license our technology, uh, like TouchNote. So if you want to send a postcard in a handwriting that looks like yours, you can do that. But for the most part, we focus mostly on licensing the tech and then also uh, building out the app Scribble Chat for texting. So how did this come about? Are, are you a software designer also? Or how did you decide that you want to create this this software? How did you do it? So, uh, so again, after I, you know, after I decided I was going to build this uh, software, I started looking into, um, you know, where could I find some software developers uh, that could help me actually get this done. And I found I got really lucky. Um, I mean, I mapped out exactly how I wanted the software to work. I mean, in terms of getting a sample of somebody's handwriting and then digitizing it and running it through a software program and the output making sure that every letter was different. That was really kind of our secret sauce and what I wanted. Um, so I, I set out to find some algorithm engineers. And uh, and again, I got lucky and, and found a great group in Seattle. And we built a proof of concept. And it took us about two years. I thought it was going to take us eight months to build the software. It took us two years. Um, but in that time, we had a bunch of patents granted for the technology. Uh, so it all takes longer than you think it does, uh, or think it will, but, um, but it's been, it's worked out in the end. So what were some of the biggest challenges that you went through in starting this up? I assume with any startup, there's going to be some challenges, but talk about some of the ones that you ran into. 
Yeah, I think uh, raising capital is a really tricky one. You know, I was really excited about building a big business and something that was going to was going to take some some venture capital. And so when I first set out, you know, with my prototype and my software and my patents and my business plan, I went and met with about 50 venture capitalists in San Francisco and also New York. And I got 50 no's. And uh, there was not one venture capitalist who was willing to take a bet on me, even though I had software and I had patents and I had some customers. Uh, it was still, it was, there was just still a lot of doubt in their mind whether or not the market was big enough or whether or not I could actually, because I had never done it before, actually, you know, make this into the business that I said I could. So, you know, 50 knows that that hurts after a while. Um, so, I, you know, I, I view that as a, not really as a failure, just a massive learning experience of just, you know, if you can get through that, you can get through anything. Um, <laughs> but it made me realize that, you know, I, I was just looking for money in the wrong places. And eventually, eventually, I found the right people for, for me, it was angel capital. So I have so many questions about this. How do you get through 50 no's and keep on going? And the the secondary question to that is, do you think it had anything to do with the fact that you're a woman? Uh, yeah. So getting through 50 no's is not an easy thing to do, but I think it's important to just... I, I made sure that if I got a no, it's like, why Why the no? So it could have been, it was different for every single venture capitalist. But I think taking that information and trying to figure out what are the themes that I'm hearing, you know, I think at the time it was, I, I just needed more customers. I need a little bit more revenue. So I took that information and I executed on that and I went to get those more customers. And I, I think it's really important to just try and you know, you you got to be strong and you got to just keep listening and, and be coachable. That's what somebody, my mentor once said to me, you're so coachable. And that's the reason why you, you keep getting to the next level. And because you, you know, you could get depressed. I mean, 50 knows you just want to crawl in a hole and never come out or never build a business again. But you just, you just have to keep learning and, and find solutions and not, you know, have your, not have pity parties. I mean, it's very easy to do, but you just can't do that. You must have an incredible inner drive that that keeps you moving forward. Because I think if I got one no, I'd be deflated. If I got two no's, I'd be more deflated. By the time I got to 50, I mean, I have no idea how I'd be feeling. But you must have this incredible, you know, sense of inner purpose that you really, this was what you were going to do. And it didn't matter what these people say. But but tell me, you know, you mentioned that you were coached. Um, and some people have, you know, helped you kind of figure out what to think of all of this. Did you have a mentor that helped you through this? Yeah. So I have a, a wonderful mentor um, who's been with me since day one. And her name is Janet Krause. She's the CEO of a company called Peach, which is a great sort of women's sort of sportwear and lingerie company. It's a fantastic company. And uh, she was, she's really been there for me uh, from the beginning. She was my, my, my mentor, my first investor. She's still on my board of directors. And, I, you know, without her, I would never have been able to, to keep going because she's been my sounding board. So every time I'd come back, you know, from a VC meeting with another no, I'd be like, here's what I'm hearing. Here's what's happening. And we would come up with the next step. And I think you really need somebody kind of on your team, on your side that you really trust, that you can tell them all of the nitty gritty. And they're they're gonna just support you and help you and get you to the next level. And so, you know, for me, Janet Janet helped me raise angel capital. I mean, she introduced me 
uh, to to a whole group of women called you know, uh, an angel group here in the states called Golden Seeds. That it's a vent, you know, it's a angel group that backs women uh, backed ventures. And uh, you know, without Jana introducing me to all those other women, there's no way that I would have ever got this whole business off the ground. So I believe you need to find your Janet for sure. So how do you find your Janet? How do you find your mentor? I mean, do you just start looking through and, and reaching out to people or what? what is your advice? I know that you also mentor women now. So what, what kind of advice do you give them on finding a mentor? Yeah, so I think it's important to keep, you know, uh, keep good relationships as you go through your career, you know, try not to burn any bridges when you leave, you know, leave a company, um, because you never know when you're going to need that person's Rolodex or help again. And so, you know, I, I like to just do, you know, two simple things, which are just write a list of the of 10 people who can help you tomorrow figure something out, right? So let's just say it's raising money. Um, So you write down, you know, 10 people that your parents know, that you know, that have built a business or might know somebody who knows a bit, who has a business or, you know, they're an executive at a big corporation. And then just go and have a coffee with those people. Go have a coffee with 10 people and you will find that they will either be able to help you or they won't be able to help you, but they'll be able to make an introduction to somebody who will help you. And then the whole thing starts to kind of work on its own. And I truly believe that people do want to help. Um, and I think that uh, most, you know, most of us don't ask for enough help. We think we can figure it out. We can put our heads down, you know, but it's much, much easier if you just, uh, you know, again, buy somebody a $2 and 50 cent cup of coffee and just ask for some advice and you'll find doors just, just fly open. The other place is, is just newsletters. Um, our college newsletter, you know, college newsletter, high school newsletters, you know, most of your classmates have gone on to do, you know, a handful of them have gone on to do some pretty awesome stuff. And again, I think successful people want to help make other people successful. So there's just, there's lots of resources. Uh, you just need to dig in and, and access them. So you come up with your list of 10 people that you think might be able to help you. What are some of the best practices you would advise people for reaching out then? How do you how do you actually do the reach out so you get some good response? So, you know, I really believe that the phone is, you know, I think people, you know, executives especially are very, very busy and their inboxes are just you know, overflowing. And so if you really want to get through the clutter, you pick up the phone. So if you have access, obviously, to their cell phone, just leave a voicemail and tell them you want to take them for a coffee. Or if you have access to the assistant, you just call the assistant and see if you can get some time on the calendar. And if and then the, the third way is just send an email and just say, you know, I'd love to see you. I'd love to buy you a coffee. I would really love your advice on something. And here are some times that work for me. And just give a few dates, a few times. Usually you want to book, you know, somebody who's very busy and executive. You want to give them two or three weeks out. Don't ask them for coffee tomorrow. And you'll find that, you know, the person will be like, great, you know, that's fantastic. I'll, uh, two weeks, you know, next Thursday at nine o'clock in the morning at the diner. That's great. And from there, you just see if they can help you. And again, they'll be able to make introductions to other people if they're unable to help you or too busy. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I think that's awesome advice. Why do you think that um, people 
I mean, I've got some opinions about why women perhaps don't reach out for mentors or don't reach out for help as much as they could. And part of it could be, well, maybe there's some some essence of being scared of rejection. Part of it might be, well, you know, you were so fiercely independent. To be a woman in business, you have to be fiercely independent, which causes you to look inward as opposed to outward. So talk about what you think are some of the reasons that women perhaps don't reach out for mentors or don't reach out for help like they should. Yeah, I think, you know, I think most women are are shy. And I mean, I was certainly very, very shy when I started out and I didn't want to take up people's time. And, you know, what if I what if my idea wasn't so great? Was I going to look stupid? And so, you know, I think a lot of that self-doubt, you know, and those what I call like the monsters in your head, you know, they can get the best of you. And, and you really just you cannot listen to those voices. And I think for whatever reason, I think women have them more well, actually, I don't think women have them more than men. I think we have them equally, but for some reason, we just, we actually listen to them more. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think you just have to, you know, you, you just can't, you can't do that. You just can't do that. You have to kind of overcome all of your fears, be extremely coachable and um, get out there and, and, put yourself on the line. And I know it sounds scary. And I've done it many, many times. Like, I had no business really pitching all those venture capitalists, you know, 10 years ago, but I did it anyway. And I learned so, so, so much. And I built an awesome Rolodex in the process. Because here I am 10 years later. And those, those VCs are like, Oh, my God, I remember you 10 years ago with your, you know, your your business plan. Like, I can't believe how much you've built this business. And I, I just get to say, yeah, don't you wish you invested, you know? And so that's a pretty powerful place to be. So, you know, I think you need to, you know, I really think women just for whatever reason, we have a hard time asking for help and and being vulnerable. And, you know, I'm just saying there's so many rewards if, if you, if you do do that. Um, it's just, it takes time. Yeah, absolutely. So back to the venture capitalist um, piece. So if only 4% of venture capitalists are giving money or only 4% of the money is going to women entrepreneurs, what is it that you think women can do differently in those? I mean, you've got a lot of experience, 50 presentations um, in those presentations to be received better by the VCs. Is there anything or is it, is it something entrenched or what's really going on? Yeah. I mean, I think... Um Listen, I think there's a formula that VCs are looking for. Um, You know, you need to have a great idea in a big market. You need to have a lot of confidence. You have to have a team around you that's going to be able to execute this idea. And, you know, you've got to have a good strategy of how you're going to you're going to gain, you know, get that market. And I think, you know, if you're not really, really clear on all of that, you know, you're just not going to be able to get venture capital. Uh, What I like about angel capital is, you know, if you've got most of it figured out, but you don't have all the answers, you know, angel capital and and angel investors are, are more likely to, to take a risk on that entrepreneur. And so they're just two, they're two different things, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you get a Harvard Business School case about you? So to go back to where I first got my money um, from Golden Seeds, the angel group, uh, one of the angels there was a Harvard is a Harvard Business School professor. And she said to me, you know, you have been so 
persistent and persevered. Um, it took me eight months actually to get that first money into my company. That eight months is a hell of a long time, as we all know. Um, <laughs> and she was just very impressed that I just kept going and, you know, they kept taking my financial model and telling me to go and rebuild it. And I would go and I rebuild it and come back and still ask for money. And I think, again, I think she was just really excited that I was again, coachable. And, uh, when I got past the funding, she said, you know, I think, I think I want to write a Harvard business school case study on how to raise angel capital. She's like, you did it with such you know, such grace that it's worth the story. And um, so you can find it online. It's called What Angels Want. And it's it's published by Lena Goldberg. And it's a really great case study, but it, it shows you that there's there's no easy way to start a company. And it takes time and it takes money and it takes creativity. But I just never gave up, I think is really, is really the moral of the story here. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's the most inspirational thing. I mean, the things that you went and overcame and the challenges that you just stepped over and kept moving forward, it's really actually incredible. So how can people find out more about you, about Handwriting IO, about Scribble Chat? Where, um, where are all the places that they can find you? Yeah, so we have a website, Handwriting.io. Um, so you can find everything about our API and our handwriting replication software. Um, you can see our customer success stories there. Uh, if you want to text message in in handwriting, uh, we just launched yesterday a new app called Scribble Chat. You can find it in the iTunes store under Get Scribble Chat. And it's a really awesome app, completely new technology. Again, all of our patented handwriting technology is now now available in text messaging. And it's got animations and different reply effects. So you can go to that website or go to the iTunes store, getscribblechat.com and download it today and uh, start sending, you know, text messages, thank you notes in handwriting, obviously all digitally. Well, that is awesome. I am personally getting Scribble Chat today. So thank you very much. And this has been such an amazing interview. Thank you so much for sharing with our audience all about the things that you've gone through. Thanks for listening to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>